Hi, everyone. Uh, before we get into the episode, we're starting things a little bit differently. Uh, first of all, we want to thank you so much. Uh, we saw the insight uh, for the number of listens uh, this last uh, week, and the numbers were very humbling. So thank you so much for listening. A special shout out to uh, Patrick Campmeyer, um, who is, you can see, is the number one fan. Um, you know, you can always email us at talkingtwinpeaks at gmail.com. Uh, we will take a look at their, your um, comments, questions, concerns, uh, insights uh, that you want to uh, give us as well. We Very, very happy to hear from you. Joe, do you have anything else to say to the amazing fans that we have? Yeah, uh, please send uh, all your uh, all your YouTube covers of just you and I to Paul. He loves that song <laughs> so much. Uh yeah, thank you guys. It's it's awesome knowing you guys are all out there listening. Uh, yeah, you it just it's it's really it's really fun for us to do, and we're glad that you're up. You you guys are uh, listening to us ramble about a show we love. So. Yeah, I tell you what, if if, you, if someone does, if if I start getting an influx of you and I covers, I will put them on our YouTube channel. I will we will put them on the showdown, and we will actually play them on our podcast. I that is something I will totally do. <laughs> so all right well yes from both uh joe and i thank you again and we hope you enjoy uh this episode um part uh 12 Back to a podcast above a convenience store, talking Twin Peaks. I'm Joe Fremming from the Joe Down. With me, as always, is Paul Muadib from Cast That Movie. Paul, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm ready to rock. <laughs> yes, uh, we are. Uh, we're uh, balls deep into the return. Uh, Twin Peaks is uh, third season slash eighteen hour movie, uh, and so far on our journey. We have been uh, pretty uh, complimentary about it. Yes. Uh, and uh, Let's Rock, uh, the title alone, you know, uh, brings back uh, the arm and all that. I want to get out of the way. But uh, I have a feeling we're going to be pretty divisive with listeners on this episode. Well, <clears throat> funny you bring that up because while I was looking into things for this episode – um, especially on Reddit, this is a really divisive episode in and of itself. Um, there is, and I'll, when we get to the end, I think I'll kind of say what people's thoughts were on it, like the like the two halves. This is very much a love it or hate it episode. 
um, for quite a few things. But before we get into that, I am going to make a, uh, a special announcement uh, for us. We were going to end this podcast with uh, the reading of the final dossier. However, I got a copy of the Skeleton Key to Twin Peaks book. And I'll be sending that your way, Joe. And I would like us to read that and put that on as a bonus episode when we're done with the full season three. Excellent. What is, I have not heard of this. You're throwing me through. <laughs> I, I told you I was going to, we, we, we talked a little bit before and I'm like, I'm going to throw you for a loop in this episode. Just to understand. So there's a writer by the name of J.B. Minton who wrote a, um, it, I'm going to get you the PDF copy because the actual, um, uh, book copy uh, isn't out yet, but it's going to be a uh, 422 pages uh, with 80 pounds, and it weighs 80 pounds. <laughs> that's right up our alley, man. <laughs> right, digging we do, <laughs> and that's what this guy does. He makes a chart of all these different things, and it's his interpretation of what's going on with season three. So I thought this would be a really good, uh, you know, for us having gone through this podcast as a bonus episode when we're done with the podcast is bring up J.B. Menton's A Skeleton Key to Twin Peaks book and not, you know, and not necessarily critique it, but discuss our interpretations compared to his interpretations. Excellent. That sounds great, man. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so there we go. Go ahead and start us off with with yep. episode or with part 12 joe part 12 let's rock i'm gonna get this out of the way folks because uh, i don't want to spring it on you uh because the, the, this episode uh as uh, paul mentioned it's for me it wasn't love it or hate it it was loving it and then uh it gets to audrey and i don't love it uh, i loved it when i first saw it but we're watching this with a more critical eye and it's and with behind the scenes stuff of why it's padded out adds to like why this doesn't work for me. But we'll get to it when we get to it. I just Excellent. don't want people to be uh, save your hate mail for the, at the end. <laughs> trust me, uh, she's still my second favorite character of the whole series. It's just uh, if uh, the preview of my argument here is it feels like a David Lynch short movie about Audrey just shoehorned into the return. <laughs> Fair enough. And I, and I, and I will, and I will say my piece on that as well, because I, I, I don't want to give anything away till we get to that spot. Okay. So uh, let's rock uh, again. The title is pretty, uh, it was pretty evocative. Uh, when I first saw the title of it, I was pretty pumped. It goes back to the original series and fire walk with me. Uh, and it begins with an exposition dump. We finally get a, a, Lynch does exposition. Uh, we know he doesn't like doing it in general, but he does it. Man, he lays it on thick. Uh, we got Cole's hotel room with him, uh, Albert and Tammy drinking wine. Did you notice there was a bottle apiece? Like they are getting hammered, dude. Well, <laughs> and this is... <laughs> this is what the uh, uh, final dossier, or not final, uh, the secret history, and the sh this kind of finally like blends over into like now we kind of we I always had a feeling Tammy is doing the research on the uh, uh, the dossier mm -hmm. in between, but this is kind of like where it now 
overlaps and it feels and that she's invited to join the blue rat blue rose task force yes and again heavy-handed on the exposition (laughs) very heavy-handed but again uh, you know having read the secret history it's like okay now now this is you know because we kind of were waiting for it right and now we're like okay it's happening but yeah i also thought it was a great way the exposition was to link the show with the movie uh, with with the original series, with the movie, with this, right? Like this is like, I thought a critical point though, even though it's a lot of exposition of this is the line that is really holding these three things together. Yes, yeah, it's it's finally like it's now all gelling, uh, I, and I love I love the scene. It's just because you know, and again, if you had not read Secret History. <laughs> the scene wouldn't really uh, do a whole lot for you, I don't think. Uh, no. Well, but... it could have with um with because they t- you know it could have with Fire Walk with me, right? Because they do talk about the Blue Rose, right? Um, yeah. but it's not going to have as much meaning to you uh, as it was like again for you and I that read Secret History, like. That's why they went in the Project Blue Book. That's why they're doing all this because they were gonna throw this at us at some point in the in the show. All this this information dump. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so it, we get like some information. Blue Rose was uttered by one of the uh, an entity they came across one of their earlier cases. Uh, we, we don't need to go into the whole history of Blue Blue Rose and all that because that was we covered that ad nauseum in uh, the secret history. But uh, correct, Albert Albert does bring up like the task force was him, Chet Desmond, Dale Cooper. I forget did he mention Wyndham Earl? He did not mention Wyndham Earl. No, no, no. He didn't oh. say that Wyndham Earl was in on it. He just said it was him, Jeffries, Desmond, and Cooper, um, which leads me to kind of believe that. Uh, that Lynch is uh, probably Lynch and Frost are still probably bitter about the whole season two thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because yeah, he was uh, for all intents and purposes. Uh, Wyndham Earl was technically, I believe, a part of this. Uh, I think that was mentioned in the secret history, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Albert does have like uh, he's the last one standing <laughs> of the agents Cole recruited. Since why they don't invite too many people to join their task force, right, right, and that you know they kind of bring that up, like you know they, they were hesitant to do it. And now you know it's like I'm the only one left that hasn't disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which if I was Tammy, I'd be a little nervous about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, she's all in. She's like, yes, I want in. <laughs> yeah, it's all fun and games until you you get a lightning bolt and you're all of a sudden in <laughs> Buenos Aires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's screaming and then disip- and then get- and then and then vanishing again. <laughs> oh, so she joins. They toast again, like you pointed out. They all have their own bottle of wine. So this is uh they're gonna get uh crazy drunk. <laughs> Uh, they invite Diane in too. Uh, and it's kind of like this is another thing. Uh, she cut walks in through red curtains, uh, very mm-hmm. reminiscent of of the lodge. Uh, mm-hmm. They deputize her uh, on a temporary basis because they need her help. Uh, she's uh, she's a little apprehensive, but like you know, she needs them for Mister C. Uh, so yes. she's not gonna she's not gonna say no. And then when they ask her if she's got 
all in. She says what the arm told to Cooper in the lodge. Let's rock. Let's rock. Now, a couple of things here that we know. I mean, it's obvious at this point to me, even again, we're watching for the second time, but even this was obvious to me that they are only doing, only including Diane on this because they know something's up with Diane and they want to, they're keeping tabs on her. So they want to keep her around. So that way they could keep tabs on Mr. C and her. I think that's totally, totally, totally um, very apparent at this point. The other thing I thought was really interesting, as you mentioned, she comes through the red. This was such a giant clue when you think about it. She comes in through the red drapes and she says the same thing that that the arm says. That was knowing what we know is going to happen with Diane. That is like. That is over-the-head symbolism that we just didn't catch the first viewing. No. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think uh, we were – this was an overwhel- – it's pretty overwhelming when you're the original watching this the first time through because there's mm-hmm. so much thrown at you. There's so much information thrown at you, so much uh, things to think about. That Yeah, the, even the most blatant things kind of slip through the cracks. And, yeah, uh, Diane walking through the, dra- the red curtains and uh, saying, let's rock. I should have – Picked up on that right away. I did not. <laughs> nope, I didn't either. I did not either. Nope. So, yeah, don't feel bad on that. But watching it the second time around, I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's what they were doing. I, I just didn't catch it because I was, as you said, too overwhelmed. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's in a, it's a, it hits you on all the senses. Uh, auditor- the, the audio in this is amazing. Uh, there's a lot of clues to pick up in that. That I rewatching that I didn't pick up before, but yeah, it's so yeah, it, it's interesting and it, it's followed up. Gary <laughs> Horn, still high as hell, <laughs> running through the woods. <laughs> they have not forgotten about Jerry. No, no, I love that. <laughs> uh, and then uh, after that, it's followed up uh, with uh, Sarah Palmer, we haven't seen in a while. Shopping mm-hmm. like all of us during COVID times, just buying lots and lots of vodka. <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> vodka and cigarettes. A little tomato juice, too, to make that bloody. Oh, <laughs> you know, so you got to have your vegetables in the morning, you know. Hey, I tell you what, man. When I, when I was a drinker, Bloody Marys were the cure to any hangover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, it's... Uh, uh, now, this comes with like... Uh, and we'll kind of see this throughout. Uh, uh, Sarah's uh, alcoholism is, uh, I th- my my opinion, is, is how she silenced Judy in her in her head. Uh, mm-hmm. We kind of see her freaking out. Uh, this is not uncommon for uh, schizophrenics. Uh, my uncle, uh, never been diagnosed, but I pretty I believe he is schizophrenic would drink drink to silence the voices in his head so this is a very uh it's not an uncommon thing for people with mental illnesses to um i can i can uh uh, attest that my um my ex-wife who turned out to be schizophrenic um uh did the same thing she drank to keep the voices at bay Mm -hmm. very common this is what i assume is what uh sarah's doing uh so she's she's at the counter uh, this is the only time I think, in my opinion, of the return we see actually see the real Sarah Palmer besides her, uh, 
her as a little child because uh, she's uh, obviously upset by the turkey jerky. <laughs> Which, I mean, there's some symbolism there in that it's something that looks like it's supposed to be what it is, but it's made of something else. Right, right. You caught that too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's what I thought too. It's like, okay, this is this is a representat- representation of something that is what it's supposed to be, but it isn't. I thought that was very clever as well. Again, didn't catch the first run, caught it this time. Yep, and she, you know, asks if it's smoked, like that kind of falls in line with the whole, uh, you know, fire and all that sort of fire walk with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, even more shocking, and she spent she's spending one hundred thirty three dollars and seventy cents on booze and smokes. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. I want to make it. <laughs> now I can't remember. She just bought a couple packs, or she got a carton. But she got a carton, you know. Th- that's about that's about eighty bucks these days. So it's about eighty bucks worth of smokes and fifty she's, bucks worth of booze. Now she only got a couple packs. Now that's a different story. It's a card, yeah. And uh, she's buying uh, uh, the amount of vodka that Michael Scott buys for his Christmas party in the office. You know, fifteen bucks. <laughs> be enough to get twenty people. These three uh, half liters enough to get me drunk. Yeah, that should do it. <laughs> You're right. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, it's an excessive amount for one person. I will say that it is an excessive amount for for a single person. Yes. I mean, I have a I have a bottle of Crystal Skull vodka Ooh. that I bought, man, um, for the it would be at the beginning of the year, like January, February, and I still have some of it. I mean, it's still not. I still haven't drinking all of it. And yeah. she's getting she's getting three fifty bucks worth of fucking vodka for I'm assuming a couple days. <laughs> yeah, again, I imagine she spends her days in an alcoholic haze uh, to quiet uh, Judy because later on we do see Judy come out. But yeah, so she because right right now, well, we see it happen. I believe here uh, you do. You she do starts see having a, a panic attack, and she screams, "Something happened to me." And then all of a sudden you hear these backward noises with the audio, which I brought up earlier, as I love the, how the audio adds to this. Uh, uh, and then you kind of see Judy telling her to stop it, Sarah, stop it. You know? Exactly. Yes. Yes. You see the entity controlling her. 100%. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got these two chucklehead teenagers, like, wondering what the hell's going on. Uh, the kid even offers after she just bolts out. To, I know where she lives. I can, uh, I can, I can bring these to her. Uh, which uh, I have a. There's some theory about when we see Sarah uh, that the kid is there or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but now we let's travel over to Fat Trout. Ah. Uh. Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> poor Chris Cole uh, is walking down, and Carl's upset he's selling his blood. Yeah, I thought this was a great scene. And again, we, you know, you and I love, uh, we've said it over and over and over. Grady Satin's amazing. And, you know, you could just, the, the compassion just oozes off of him with this crystal, uh, uh, crystal guy. And, uh, you know, he's like, hey, 
you, 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 you did that. Did you get paid for it? You know, you're mowing lawn. Did you get paid for that? He's like, here, 50 bucks, and you're not paying rent this month. You know, it just goes to show, like, Carl's a damn good guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, this guy, he sees a, some, his fellow man struggling, and he, you know, steps in to help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he makes it, he says, you know, hey, you know, I, you don't have to sell your blood. He's like, yes, I know they need it up there, but you've given enough. You come yep. to me when you need money. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's like, this guy's given given this share. Uh, Carl's going to take care of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I thought that was awesome. Yep. And this is followed up by uh, Sonny Jim throwing a baseball at Cooper's head. <laughs> That's all we get. That's all we get of Dougie Jones this episode. It's just a baseball to the head. Yep. Yeah, this has a lot of like uh, weird uh, transitions in this it's, episode. Mm-hmm. It really does. It really, yeah. There's, there's, it's, it's a jarring episode in terms of it's not a smooth episode at all in my it's, mind. It's not edited very smoothly. Uh, no, I don't, I don't know if it's by design or what. I. Given the massiveness of this project, uh, I'd imagine some things are just going to kind of slip here and there. Uh, this yeah. Is, yeah. So Va- now Hawk is visiting Sarah because she's <laughs> has a, convenient, uh, a commotion at the grocery store. Uh, and we see uh, we get uh, a jarring note right away because we look at we see in the upstairs window and the upstairs fan is on. It's never good when that fan is on. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, we're going to talk about this fan because we know when that fan's on, that is bad times in the Palmer house. Oh, my God. I wrote this down, too. Uh, So after watching this whole show and all that, could you actually live in the Palmer house? Like, if you know you were living that? I don't think I could. I think I'd be like, this place is too creepy. Even though it's fictional, I can't live here. That's just... (laughs) Uh, no, I, I'm in the same boat. I, I I thought about that as well, and I was like, you know, it's funny that we we're kind of on the similar wavelengths of those things because I, my mind just drifts to those things from, from time to time. And no, 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 Joe, not at all. I I could not, could not, um, uh, live in that house. Uh, n- n- you know, just it'd be it'd be too much. It'd be too much. Oh yeah. So so Hawk shows up. Uh, Sarah. Uh, is not herself uh this is i believe is judy it's either judy or sarah's hammered it could be and it could be two things because uh, she's kind of slurring her words a bit uh so uh, and uh so she's talking uh she's not happy to see him uh, no hear, and we hear bottles rattling in the background and she gets very nervous about that uh do you, do you think he she killed that kid? That's what I think. That's exactly what I think happened. I think she killed that kid. Yeah. yeah kid delivering the booze. Yep. I think she killed the kid delivering the booze. A hundred percent. And I think that's what that was in the back. Yeah, okay. That's what I was assuming too, but I, I just I just wanted to float a pie. Uh, Hawk's not he's pretty suspicious about this. But there's nothing he can do because she says she's fine. Uh, she's very uh, uh, antagonistic with Hawk. 
which I, you know, is I thought was somewhat uncharacteristic, but we don't know what happened over the last 25 years. And we also know that as she's gotten older, what I'm assuming is, is that Judy has taken over her more as she's become less, uh, as she's become more feeble. Yeah. And, mm. uh, I think Judy's aware of the, the fuckery of the lodges too. Might, mm. might be exaggerating, pushing that a little further. Absolutely, and I think that she look and knowing who Hawk is, I think he's a, an immediate threat to her. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, this is followed. Uh, we see poor Miriam; uh, oh. she finally made it to the hospital. Man, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, she doesn't look good at all. Missing uh, an eye, but uh, oh, oh, I couldn't even imagine. All because of that fucker, fucker Richard, Richard Horn, <laughs> not fucker Ray, not fucker Ray. <laughs> Fucker Richard Horn. <laughs> Fucker Ray, Ray Monroe. Speaking of, we haven't seen him in a long, hot while, so. Oh, we're going to see him soon, I imagine. <laughs> All right, so now we go back. Uh, Diane's at the bar, uh, checks her phone. Uh, we get, like, an interaction about Vegas. She lets them, uh, Mr. C know they haven't asked yet. Yeah, yeah it's, what is, it's like a jarring transition. Uh, these are just kind of boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I'm going to say it now. I think there actually is somewhat of a rhyme and reason to it, but I don't think it's a very good one. Um, <clears throat> I think it's meant to make you think that there's something that's going to happen, like it's doing a very fast-paced thing. I really think it's David Lynch fucking with the audience a little bit. I really do. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It it just uh, it doesn't really work for me that well. Uh, no. <laughs> so what? A, uh, so now we go. Uh, we're at Ben Horn's office, and uh, Frank comes over. Uh, we uh, Frank knows that Richard. He now knows Richard was the one who killed the kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's laying this on Ben. Uh, ben Horn's life seems to. Have it seems like it really sucks <laughs> since, we, since we saw him 25 years ago. <laughs> well, we didn't leave him in a good spot 25 years ago. <laughs> we thought he might have been dead or heavily concussed. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, not surprised, but, you know, also we know some of the stuff that in the background of what happened with uh, the secret history, you know. So, you know, he got what he wanted, but was it really... Um, wasn't really what he wanted you know it's kind of i think i think that's the moral of the story here with him is do you get um yeah yeah do you get what you're gonna get you know what i mean yeah yeah uh and frank's telling him yeah he did that he uh put the one witness in the hospital she doesn't have insurance heavily implying ben uh, you might want to pay for that, her medical bills because uh, your dipshit grandson did this to her. Uh, he's in a lot of trouble. You might get some more uh, goodwill with the community if you're you're willing to help sort of thing. Uh, but he also has a, uh, a little trinket. He wants uh, Frank, ask Frank uh, if he thinks Harry would like uh, Cooper's old room key. Yeah. 
um, which was interesting that that's what happened. And, uh, you know, he says that it, it'll be a souvenir for, for Hank. And uh, I mean, for, um, yeah, for Hank, uh, um, not Hank. God damn it. Harry, Harry thank you. <laughs> and um, Hank's dead. I don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> and, and um, yeah, th- they have a small, brief conversation there. And I actually thought, you know, again, watching it the first time, um, that uh, he uh, that he was going to go to the room and maybe we see something, but that didn't occur. Yeah, it's it's we're still slowly getting there. <laughs> we're slowly getting there. Uh, yeah, uh, so gives that to the Frank to give to Harry. Uh, Beverly comes in. He starts. Uh, we get this little thing about nostalgia about uh so uh ben's going off on this bicycle his father bought for him uh this is i feel like it's like a meta commentary on how we feel about the original show Mm -hmm. yeah i would agree with that yeah and then he tells beverly to you know set it up he's going to pay for all the all the uh medical expenses for miriam uh yeah, it's it's an interesting scene, uh, which is followed up. Well, hang on, I want I want to go back to that just a little bit. You know, I, I will say something I was kind of I was kind of expecting a little bit watching it for the first time. Not 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 this go around, but I, when he was doing that story, I was kind of expecting it to go, to focus on the green bike with like um, flashlights going like we saw in the one flashback in the original season i was like oh they're gonna do it he's gonna do it no they didn't do it (laughs) yeah well this is followed up by uh uh we see cole with a french woman and albert comes in and he wants a moment alone with uh his good pal gordon cole and we get some lynch fuckery with this woman just taking her sweet ass time getting up to leave. Like, uh, you know, this is this is the shit I put up with because this is the one percent of lynch stuff I despise, but the ninety nine percent of the other rest of it I love too much that I just have to give it a pass. <laughs> this was very much lynch being lynch, right? I mean, this was in here just for lynch's. Just, I mean, he knew what he was doing in this. He knew exactly what he was doing in this, and that's all I could say about it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just his fuckery, whatever. Uh, I, you know, if I watch it again, I'll probably just fast forward through it. It does nothing for me. I mean, I I don't need to see her applying makeup and taking another sip of wine, putting on her shoes, like yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but Albert comes in. Uh, they. Uh, They've been tracing Diane's texts, so he, he for, informs him about the Las Vegas thing. Cole wants to know, what what do we know that we haven't asked her about? Yeah, because about the Vegas thing. And what do you, what do you think that is? Uh, <clears throat> should we save that? Or should we save that? Well, I mean, it's kind of a reveal later on with... Vegas, uh, considering who her, her sister is. Yeah. So. And, All right, we'll save it. We'll save it. We'll just yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll save. We'll save we'll it. Save it. Um, <laughs> Cole really wants to get back to his French woman, 
uh, Albert asks, like, what kind of wine he's drinking. He tells him the time. <laughs> Albert just stares at him. And it, it's one of my favorite lines as Cole looks at him very seriously and says, Albert, sometimes I really worry about you. Right. Uh, and according to my research, uh, I think this is the last thing they filmed with uh, Miguel. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it's the la- uh, last shot featuring Gordon Cole and Albert Rosenfeld. Thus, it serves as Miguel Ferrier's final time playing the character for his death in 2017. So, <laughs> it's still, uh, I love that. <laughs> he's very, sometimes he's very concerned about poor Albert. Yeah, is it, I, thought, I, thought, I thought he was in more, but is this... Well, you know, they don't film it in sequence. Yes, that's true. Okay, I see what you're saying. So this was like the last thing that they filmed together. Yep, yep. Got it. Albert's later, he's still in the show. It's just this is the last thing they shot with Miguel on the shooting schedule. So, yeah. Uh, (laughs) This is followed. uh, uh, We've we've talked about spinoff shows uh, for Twin Peaks. I would definitely watch a a Hutch and Chantel (laughs) Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they're patiently awaiting Warden Murphy to come home. Uh, Chantel's hungry after spot if they drove past that Wendy's. Oh God! So yeah, because they don't, they don't have time to torture him. They don't have time to torture him. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Are you sure? Work. Are you sure we could kidnap him and then we can, uh, and then you can eat? <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's trying everything to torture this dude. Nope, that's not part of Mr. C's plan. So <laughs> Chantel sh- shuts it down while uh, snacking on some Cheetos. So funny. Uh, yeah. So. Warren Murphy shows up and uh, poor son of a bitch gets shot twice. <laughs> Before they take off to head back to Wendy's. Oh my god! And then no, it's even worse. The kid comes out. Yeah, seeing his. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, these guys, these two are uh, stone cold killers. So uh, there goes, there goes the mystery of Mister Strawberry. I guess. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. We'll never know. We'll never know who Mister Strawberry was. No, but, uh, you know, Paul, the fucks are at it again. <laughs> the fucks are at it again. <laughs> Get take yourself, out of the... <laughs> take yourself out of the shit. I <laughs> honestly didn't write this one down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't write this one down. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I love this. I love this, absolutely. Um, yeah. thought that thought this was a fantastic, uh, Scene and again, I just love how into it Nadine is. <laughs> <laughs> the commercial, it's almost like the best part of the commercial, it feels like it's like something from Tim and Eric. <laughs> just how weird. He's, like, he's in a pot, giant like thing of shit with a shovel, and like woo, magically vanishes for only $29.99. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, and now I will say in in the in, okay, this is there's there's a reason why I want to bring this up because this is part of what came up uh, on uh, I on the when I was saying the Reddit wasn't too happy about this. Um, <clears throat> this is one of those things where actually someone made a YouTube video and put these things side by side. 
Okay. And, um, um, you know, they're like, why did they copy and paste it? You know, why, why, why are they just redoing the one episode with this with Jacoby? He's saying the exact same things he was before. No, he wasn't. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. Um, <clears throat> and, um, and I think that was an outlet for what's going to happen. So go ahead and talk about the next part. <clears throat> okay. This is where I think people are going to get a little mad. Uh, so we finally, uh, 12 episodes in into an 18 part, we get the return of Audrey Horn. And I'm going to preface this by saying, I enjoy this scene. I love the, I love Charlie and Audrey. I love the banter between them. I find it hilarious. It doesn't fit in the return for me. Uh, this feels like it's like a short film. Lynch did like following up with Audrey, blah, blah, blah. If you did took this and every scene with her and Charlie all the way to the roadhouse scene, it would be, it would feel like a short film. It just doesn't gel with the rest of this. So I'm going to actually say that I enjoyed this scene more this go around than I did the first time. I'm in the exact opposite camp of yours. And now I understand. Let's talk about the behind the scenes here. Cause I think this is a thing we really got to dig into. Yeah. So what happens is uh, this, this is, uh, this is padding. This is an example of padding that they had to do because uh, Cheryl and Finn was not happy with the amount of screen time and what they wrote for her. Uh, causing Lynch to have to rewrite parts of the script and get that okayed by Frost. So she'd have a bigger role. And that's very telling in that if your role is so this small that they have to pad it out, it means that you're not really that... She's important. She's not really important to the whole story of this return. She is in essence, as in like how the essence of uh, Major Briggs looms large. The the essence of Laura Palmer looms large. Hell, even the essence of Harry S. Truman looms large. And her essence looms large with, uh, you know... Uh, Richard, but these scenes, you can cut them out of the return and it would not affect the story in any way, shape, or form. No, no, it wouldn't, no, it wouldn't change anything. It wouldn't change anything. <clears throat> I loved it the first time I saw it and then I'm watching this and it just does not fit. It, it, it just, it, it, it's padded out. I, it even feels part of a lot of it is shoehorned in. It feels like it's just like we need an Audrey. Oh, we we got to bring in Audrey. And again, she's my second favorite character. It just doesn't work for me. Watching this with the critical eye now, it's just like it, it just doesn't work. Okay, so I'm gonna say this. It, it, it I'm I, I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say a few things on that because um, I think there is something something to say about it um um i think i think the reason why it doesn't work is because it's audrey this was a fan favorite um and 
this this is where when I when I was doing stuff online, this is where it got really divisive. Um, um, it's uh, how do I put this? Um, it's. It was one of those things where people expected more from what they got. And when they saw Audrey, thinking how, what a major character they felt Audrey was in the first episode. Again, as you talk, I mean, the first two seasons. Again, you said she was your second favorite character in, in the entire show. Um, <clears throat> but in the grand scheme of all of it, she was really a monster. Um, and um, she... Uh, I think that's where a lot of the hatred came. At least this thing was they're like, how dare they waste her? Um, how dare they do these type of things to her? Um, it's, it was, um, <clears throat> I think it's fan hate. I think I do. I do. I do. Um, but I also am going to say, you know, I, there was another review of it where they're like, we don't care who Billy is, who Charlie is, who Tina is. Um, we don't give a fuck about anyone in this context except for Audrey. And this is what we got with Audrey. And I think that's why people don't think it doesn't work. Well, yeah, because she's bringing up things that are totally unrelated to what we're watching. Uh, I would have honestly, and I, I know this is probably, I would have rather have not had Audrey in the show. I thank you for saying that. Because I am in that camp as well. Yeah. I believe that if you weren't going to use, because uh, there were such high expectations for the Audrey character. I mean, you look at a lot of reviews from that time. A lot of people were going, when's Audrey going to show up? When's Audrey going to show up? When's Audrey going to show up? And I don't know. It, I, I don't know fully what happened behind the scenes. I know that she didn't get a lot to work with. But... um. I don't know if Lynch and Frost didn't realize after this much time that there was still this clamor for her. Um, but I, and it just didn't come out till the re, till the reviews started coming out, and they're like, "Oh shit, we fucked that part up." So I don't well, know. Yeah, it was she was up. Sherilyn Fenn was upset with what they had written for her, so they had to rewrite it. So they made they had to make this bigger than it was originally going to be anyway. Uh it, it it doesn't work. She's bringing up these people we don't give a shit about. It it it, it doesn't fit because it brings the show to a full stop with things we don't care about. I I would rather have had her uh, essence looming, like I said, with like how they did with Briggs and Harry S. Truman. Uh, if they would have kept that with Audrey and just not had her return for the show, I would have preferred it. And and I love this scene. This would have been something they put on the DVD extra of like catching up with Audrey, where it's not related into what we're experiencing with the return. Mm -hmm. It's a short film. I would I would probably I I would enjoy that more. It just doesn't gel with what we're with the progress. It's it's again it stops the show full. It just full stop. It just oh, and then you know for the rest of her scenes throughout spoilers. She doesn't leave Charlie's office until they get to the roadhouse. 
Well, yes. And so I, I think that's interesting that that Lynch caved to her in that regards of, okay, well, write, write more, you know, um, because um, I, that's not something I think Lynch typically does. I mean, look at what happened with uh, Laura you know, Flynn some, Boyle. Yeah, yeah, look at with Laura Flynn Boyle and the arm. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, so, yeah, I, I think it was a mistake to make it this long. I think it should have been a short, sweet thing and be like, okay, there's some shit going on with Audrey and called it. Yeah, and I imagine that's what the original script was. And that's mm -hmm. why she wanted more. Now, having said that, her exchange with Charlie I love. Like, I could watch this for, like, mm -hmm. hours. It just, uh, as I, we're experiencing the return, I sit, like, I, we just went through. It just doesn't fit well. But I love it. I love it as a standalone of, outside of the return. And, and, like, from now on, I'm just going to think of it like that because that... It's fucking art, and we can interpret it any way we fucking want, people. <laughs> like, she's really laying into him. And at one point, she calls him a spineless, no-ball loser. <laughs> yes. And, you know, so, and there was... The queen there, of shade. <laughs> it was funny, because one of the reviews I was looking at, and one of the commentaries is, this is the Audrey that we know from the first or second season. It is this Audrey we know from the first and second season. Like, this is how I expected Audrey to behave as an adult. <laughs> yeah, been, like, you know, it's like my critique of Audrey isn't like, you know, whatever, how they did, wrote the character. Because I, I think this is how I met, people grow old and they change as they grow up. And uh, the things we know about them when they're younger either kind of sharpens or dulls. It's like, the oh, why people are upset about uh, Grumpy Luke Skywalker and The Last Jedi. I loved it because, like, hey, man, people go through some shit. They change. <laughs> um, I, so yes. I love that. She's just fucking just telling, telling Charlie about, like, why he's such a spineless, and that's why she's fucking Billy. <laughs> well, yeah. This, and poor, he, this poor son of a bitch. And he's, look, he's tired. He's got deadlines. He wants to go to bed. <laughs> she's just yelling at him. Yeah, and, and, and you know, a grump, okay, we're, we're agree to disagree on Grumpy Luke Skywalker, but this is I this is the behaviors I expect of Audrey, right? Um, this is the things that I like again the way that she is, the way that she'd be demanding, the way that she was. She's a horn. She's always got her way, right? She's always got her way, and she's not going to take shit from Charlie. And the thing is, is that Charlie knows, I, the, the vibe I got from this is she's fucking Billy and Charlie's fucking Tina. That's yep. what I got from this. Yeah, that they're just kind of in this open marriage relationship. Yeah, And uh, they touch upon it a little bit in Final Dossier, which kind of put to bed like, no, these this part is not hallucinations on Audrey's part. Uh, this is, I believe this is her reality. Uh, this is just like he, she married her uh, therapist or whatever, uh, Charlie. Uh, this is to me, this is her reality. Uh, people are like, well, why does she so afraid to go outside? People who go through a trauma sometimes become agoraphobic. And I believe Audrey had become mm -hmm. has become agoraphobic in a sense. Uh, 
uh, my I've known people who've had that happen and for like, you know, it's just going outside so overwhelming. So this kind of tracks with me. And again, I don't think they wrote the character wrong. Cause this is how I'd imagine Audrey would be. Uh, I, I, yes, yes, it just, this is how it I just imagine it should be. The overall story of the return for me, uh, it, it was like uh, it was probably to me it was the most uh, unnecessary, uh, you know, fan treatment or whatever. Uh, I, 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 but again, I, <laughs> I love the scenes with her and Charlie. I just see it as outside of the return. It has nothing to do with anything we've been seeing really so far. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And again, I, I think this is the spot that really was the breaking point of this episode to a lot of people. When I got to this, there was kind of all this uh, drawing stuff. And then you got to this and this was like, this is Audrey. So I, I really, I really wanted to hammer on this because, and um, yeah, so, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean this this tracks for Audrey. I don't think they wrote the they did the character wrong at all. No, it just the character just doesn't fit with this story, this Twin Peaks story. No, no, Do it it like doesn't. what they did with Firewalk with me and don't even have her in it. <laughs> you know? you know, in my opinion, yeah, because here's the thing: when you're watching it for the first time, Billy's been brought up a couple times, right? And um, uh, what? Uh, who was it? Was it Chuck um, that saw? Yeah, Chuck. Chuck, Chuck told saw, Tina. Yeah, hey, and, we're getting but, this gossip with these people. We don't even fucking know. <laughs> well, and that's it. And you kind of, I, you know, when I was watching, I'm like, okay, we're eventually going to figure out who these people are. They're going to have a semblance of something, and they don't. They no. they just don't. It's just new characters in Twin Peaks because Twin Peaks is changing and evolving. Yep. And. Um, and it's more of the the more things change, the more they stay the same type it's, of thing. Small towns, you know what I mean? Like absolutely, hundred percent. Like Tina could be the new Shelley, Billy could be the new Bobby. You know, it's what it is. Uh, you know, Chuck could be the new Snake. Um, for all you know, son of a bitch. <laughs> Who's the new John Justice Wheeler, Paul? Who's the new John Justice Wheeler? <laughs> um, uh, that's uh, that's Balthazar Getty. <laughs> that's red. Red's the new. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I really think we hammered on this point a lot, but again, it's just one of those things where it was um, this was the breaking point for a lot of people with with with, with not only this episode, but I think with the with the return as well like this is where people because you had a lot of the audrey like you had fan bases of different characters from over the years and you know when you do something like this and you come back 20 some years later you aren't gonna be able to appease everyone and that's you know it's it's shitty because you think you can you know but no matter what you do one character you know you're gonna um it's kind of like a freddie and jason Right, the movie Freddy and Jason. The people that love Freddy felt that Jason got too much screen time. The people that love uh, Jason felt that Freddy got too much screen time. You are going to have people that love Norma and and um, uh, Norma and Ed. You're going to have Kelly and Bobby. You're going to have people that loved uh, Audrey, obviously. Um, so when they don't get what they want with their favorite characters, and Audrey is a fan favorite character. This really, I think, broke 
the 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 uh, return for some people. Yeah, it didn't break it for me. It just again, it just didn't feel like it fit. It just mm -hmm. it just felt like it was its own separate thing that probably just exists in a, another project. Like again, it felt like a different short movie inserted <laughs> Twin Peaks. Uh, is this what Mulholland Drive would have been? Is that... <laughs> Did we get a... Originally, Audrey Horn goes to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be Audrey Horn goes to Hollywood. Is this would have been a scene in Audrey Horn goes to Hollywood like 25 years later? <laughs> oh. But still, again, I, I just, I love the interaction. And so like, and I, you know, I could watch these two just, <laughs> just watch Audrey yelling at poor Charlie for hours just because it's, to me, the, this uncomfortableness is hilarious to me. It's is it, Lynch is another way he expresses humor. I think it's just like Audrey just going, going off on him and like, yeah, of course I have my fucking jacket. I told you we're going out. <laughs> I told you we're going to the roadhouse. <laughs> yeah. So I, again, it, it's the scene itself and how they treated Audrey. I don't have a problem. With. It's, just, it's just to me, it just doesn't fit with what the narrative of what the recurrent is. I a hundred percent agree with you on that one. We are on the same page there. Cause yeah, I felt like this just kept cut Audrey out, just cut Audrey out because yeah. you know, I, I honestly, I think it would have been more compelling if she was still in the coma. Yeah. Or, yeah. uh, just how it was. She just kind of loomed. You had, uh, uh, Richard, talking about her or Ben talking about her or whatever. I think that that would have made her character's presence more uh, felt even without not having her seen in it, you know, but yes. And, and the other thing I think too, there is that um, again, when I when, when watching this um, for the second time around, I knew this was coming, but when they talked about Audrey, they made it, I thought, okay, she could still be in the coma. Like, you know, because there's the infamous scene that people were like, what does this mean? Um, which we'll get into when we get into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she they definitely could have just left her in the coma and had her just be a tragedy. Yeah. Right? And, and they want to do something cool with that. You know, I don't know, make her, make her wake up when Cooper comes back. You know, whatever, however you want to do that. But, you know, if... No one was ever going to be happy with what Audrey was no. going to be portrayed in this. And I think no matter what happened, because they're never, it, this was never going to be about Audrey. This isn't the Audrey Horn, you know, Twin Peaks, the return to Audrey Horn. Yeah. Uh, yep. And I think we've said our piece on that. Uh, yes. I understand people are probably going to disagree with us, uh, but, you know, this is just our opinions. Uh, we, you know, we're not here to like punch down on people or anything. If you like it, yes, right, that's awesome. It just doesn't work for me. That's and I want to make that very yes, Joe. I want to make that very very clear. We are not punching down. We're not saying that if you you know uh, felt that this that you actually really like this that you that you wanted Audrey Horn in this more that you know this and that don't. We're not yes. We're not punching down. We're not saying you're not allowed. There is a lot going on in part 18 and there's a lot of different interpretations, which, you know, why I want to do this, the, the bonus um, episode with this fan book, because I dug into it a little bit. And wow, there are things that you and I never thought of that this person did. And so, yeah, if you, you know, don't feel like that we're saying Audrey Horn was wrong in this, 
this is strictly our opinion. This is strictly our critical viewpoint of what we felt in this particular episode. Yep. <clears throat> now, we go back to Diane. Yes. I do love the fact that her uh, her phone case, the patterns match her uh, fingernail polish. <laughs> yeah, that was really interesting, right? Yeah, it's one of those things, like, because, you know, Lynch is very big on, like... <clears throat> how their characters are dressed. He made Audrey shoes in the, in the, in the, for the, 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 the pilot. Cause like, he couldn't find a pair of shoes that looked the way he wanted it in his head. So, yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of cool. Uh, she punches in the coordinates that she uh, stole off of Albert's uh, photo. We get like a flashback of her like saying the coordinates out loud. Uh, and it brings her to, she punches it into her uh, Google Maps on her phone, and it brings her to uh, uh, the place we've all known, Twin Peaks. Yep. No, wait. Deer Meadow. Deer Meadow. Where's <laughs> this Deer Meadow? Where's Sheriff Cable? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's still knocked out after that punch from De- Chet Desmond. <laughs> Glory be to Chet Desmond. <laughs> yeah so all signs are pointing to twin peaks now so now we kind of have a trajectory of where mr c is going to be heading where our uh, heroes are all gonna it's all coming slowly returning home of twin peaks here mm-hmm. so then we get to um the chromatics performing their song saturday and I love it when the chromatics show up. <laughs> absolutely. And did you notice it was three guitars, no bass? It was three guitars and yeah. a drum. <laughs> that's, a, that's a peculiar thing to do, but all right, you know, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's like the inverse of Spinal Tap's bass song. Um, so <laughs> Big Bottom song. Instead of, instead of three basses, you got three guitars, which was unusual. But I imagine one of those is a baritone guitar. So... <laughs> um, then we get uh, characters that we know that we know from uh, from me. It was I, I didn't catch their names in the in the thing except for in the credits. Where we got Abby, Natalie, talking about Angela and Clark and Mary, which is just more of this what we got with the Audrey scene, right? Yep. Uh, it's and I, you know this it works here a little bit for me. Uh, in that it's just it's kind of like Twin Peaks. Life has moved on from the last time we saw saw we yep. visited this town. I think it works more here than it does with Audrey. Yep. So, um, and that's we get in this. There, there was no um, there was no um. Although I do think the driver driving the wrong way down the road. I think that was um, Richard. I do too. That's what my my uh, that's what I thought was Richard because he was hightailing it out. Yep. Yep, he got run off the road by Witcher. Uh, so, what did you think of the episode as a whole? As a whole, it's it, it's moving things along. Uh, like we talked, uh, the trans there's some you know transition cuts that just it's just more jarring than being effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we went on about the Audrey thing, but overall, I I like it. It's it's. With the coordinates at the end showing like all signs pointing to Twin Peaks, uh, we're we're slowly getting to to the logical conclusion here. What about you? Well, so from my point of view, I liked it. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, there was less Cooper in it than I wanted there to be, but I felt like 
you know, again, the fact that we now, you know, the, the, that it was the the blue, you know, it's really all about the blue rose cases at this point. And we saw, um, we got the, the creepy backwards music with, with Sarah, which told us something was wrong with, was deeply wrong with Sarah. Um, that um, um, we got Diane, you know, is still talking to Mr. C and giving him information and, Albert is on on her like he knows what's going on. And then she punches in the coordinate. We're getting back to Twin Peaks. You know, Cooper getting, you know, the, the we're getting somewhere with the with we think we're getting somewhere with the uh, uh, with the key being returned. Um, yes, I liked it. However, I'm going to bring up <clears throat> what the reviews were for this one. And the word that kept coming up over and over in this particular episode was meandering. <laughs> A lot of people felt that this episode just meandered and didn't serve a whole lot at the time when it came out. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, again, like when it first came out, though, it's a lot of it. Still, it's a lot of information being thrown at us. We still have no idea what uh, what this is in a sense, uh, especially when you get curveballs like Part Eight. Uh, I, again, I think it was people just like, you know, probably upset they didn't get the Audrey they want, or Audrey's not as big of a character as they were hoping. Uh, again, yeah, we've said our piece on that. Uh, <clears throat> it's just, it's just moving things along for me. Uh, I think it just got the negative criticism, just probably off off the Audrey scene alone. That is my thought as well. I really think that it all came to a head with the Audrey scene. That's where I think a lot of the negative, because <clears throat> when people talk about this episode meandering, they go, you know, there was this, this, and then they go off on the Audrey thing. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you're not pissed at the episode. You're pissed at one particular five, 10 minute, uh, about seven minute clip of the episode. Yeah. Cause the other elements are moving things along. We get the Blu-rays. We got uh, Tammy joining Blue Rose. Mm -hmm. we got Sarah, we know something's wrong with her. Uh, you know, we know for just because we've seen it, it's, it's Judy. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it, this episode is moving. Uh, Diane, uh, they're suspicious of her. Uh, uh, we know things are heading to Twin Peaks. So, yeah, it's odd. The Audrey thing is probably what is what angered people. And they, you know, rightfully or wrongfully. So uh, it's just, uh, I felt it, it's moving things along just fine. If you just uh, cut the Audrey thing out and just keep that as a separate entity. I do think if the Audrey thing wasn't in this, I think the reviews would have been very different for it. Oh, absolutely. I agree. But then again, you know, it's like, Season two, if you cut out the James and Evelyn Marsh thing, I'm sure the reviews would have been a lot better. If you just cut out the worst part of things, yeah, then more people, it'll be more enjoyable. You know, it's so funny that you bring that up because the other night I fell asleep to um, the, the, um, the original season. Um, and... Um, I just started wherever I can't remember, but when I when I woke up, it was the James and Evelyn thing, and I was like, 
oh god <laughs> like like and like there's things in the episode i'm like i totally spaced that that happened it fuck <laughs> why did i wake up <laughs> yeah. i don't want to know this oh god <laughs> yeah it was it was so over the top and then james i gotta go i can't return and it was like, oh, yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, so we we do know Twin Peaks. Uh, it, it can be worse than what we saw here. <laughs> and, and, and that's it. Like, if you really look at what we got in the second season, aren't you glad that this is what we got for the return? Seriously, this is amazing. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we've covered everything. What about you? Yeah, I think I think we really did. Um, you know, next episode's gonna be um, a doozy. <laughs> um, <laughs> what story is that, Charlie? <laughs> yeah, what story is that, Charlie? Um, yeah, um, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be, and then we have the infamous. Roadhouse going on in that one. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh, yeah, neither do I. The episode just ends. I don't, what Roadhouse? Yeah, what, what what is this Roadhouse you speak of? There's no Roadhouse. What what is going on there? Uh, yeah, I am. I honestly am really looking forward to kind of where we're going into now with getting in the part thirteen and beyond. Like it's gonna start. It gets it starts, I think, at a really breakneck pace in my mind. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. They got to rush things along now to get to the finish line of part 18. So, mm-hmm. 100%. So, uh, yeah, other than that, Joe, um, we talked a hell of a lot about the Audrey thing. So, and again, if you're still listening to this after, after that, um, understand that you are allowed to like what you like and feel what you felt when you saw this. Um, this is just, again, our interpretation from two mega fans and how we viewed it. Yep. So, Joe, what do you got to say? Uh, oh, well, okay, let's, let's do some plugs. What's going on with you, buddy? Uh, uh, we're uh, capping uh, Halloween month off. Uh, this week uh, with uh, the original uh, Carrie movie. Uh, that should be coming out either nice. Wednesday nice. or Thursday. Uh, we just reviewed uh, John Carpenter's Halloween. Uh, classic, classic horror movie. Love it. Uh, yeah. Anything John Carpenter, I'll fucking watch. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Even 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 his uh, even the atrocious uh, vamp- John Carpenter's vampires. Ghosts of Mars. Although I haven't seen that in a long time. That might... I've gotten better over age, but who knows? Who, who knows? knows? I haven't seen it forever either. So, uh, what's going on with cast that movie? So um, we, we put out an announcement video because I know people are going, where's the episode? Where's the episode? Where's the episode? Um, Jode wants to uh, hold off a little bit on putting that out because he wants to flush out a few more new things that will be coming up um, and new um, features and new staples to the show. Um, so we really want to have that polished before we jump into the recording of that. And you guys are, you're turning the Waterworld episode into the Chinese democracy of, uh, 
podcast. <laughs> podcast. 20, 25, how many years later did that come? Was that 25 years later as well? 13 years it took them to put that out. 13 years? 14. 14, 14. years? Jesus Christ. Um, it, yeah, that's a fuck show. Um, it's, uh, it's something, right? It's um, it was one of those things where um, yeah no we're we're doing that but it's because again there's just so much so much what we wanted to do um, with with the show and kind of changing it over and it's, you know he just wants to have the um, all the all the T's and uh, you know T's crossed and I's dotted. All right. And what do we got going on with uh, with uh, uh, the Bears beats of bobbleheads? <laughs> um, uh, this week, our office podcast, uh, we're, we watched the injury, uh, the infamous episode where Michael Scott grills his foot on a George Foreman grill. Oh my God. Uh, that episode. <laughs> One of my favorites. <laughs> oh my God. I don't want to give it away. Just listen to that episode, please. Um, um, it's. Um. I yeah, just listen to it, please. Um, <laughs> it it's just I think that's one of our so far of our episodes that we recorded. I think that's probably one of my favorite ones that we've done. Um, recording like I had so much fun doing the recording of that particular episode. Not that I don't have fun in the other ones. Um. Um. It's just this one was a highlight. Yeah, it's just joke after joke after joke. So it's when the episode's more fast paced like that. I think it's it, it, it's hard for us to keep up with all of it. It's just a lot going on. Yeah, um, there's a lot going on. So all right, well, I, I think we've done enough. Um, and I think you know we came back from an episode that there really wasn't a whole lot to talk about to an episode that we had to kind of go over because of one tiny slipper of it. Joe, what do you have to take us out? We are like the dreamer.